I'm Brianna McHenry. And I'm Stephanie Delaporta. And we are your guides for the When in Bloom podcast. Join us weekly as we include tips, tricks, and alignment tools that support us on our personal journeys. Bringing you back to the knowing that you have all that you need within you to bloom. Hello, beautiful souls. We're so happy that you're joining us today, and we are pretty excited for this episode. With your feedback, we've learned that most of you loved the third episode so much that you wanted more. So we decided to keep the conversation going with this second part to our Spirit Guides episode. Today will be sort of a how-to, kind of a step-by-step guide to the connection process. Whether you're ready to try connecting on your own for the first time, or perhaps even looking for alternate ways to expand your current practice. As we dive deeper into this episode, I do want you to keep in mind that one way of connecting to your guides is not better than the other or more effective. There really is no right or wrong way of connecting. And I know we've said this a lot in previous episodes, but it's so true. We're all unique. And what feels right for one may not feel right for another. So Brianna and I offer contrast, given that the way that we connect to our guides is pretty different from each other, which allows you to feel into what works for you, whether you prefer a process that's quicker or slower, brief or detailed. Since everything that ever is, was, or will be, (laughs) is made from energy, When you're receiving messages, you're actually just translating energy the same way that we use language, we use words to communicate. Energy is just the language of the universe. Your guides are communicating with you through energy. Allow yourself to remain open to trust in whatever way this communication, this energy shows up for you. We're also going to touch on what it means to be a channel what that word means to both of us and what happens when your guides go silent, because that's definitely happened to us and ways that you can move through that silence. And of course, we're also going to share a couple of earthly examples of how we discovered some of our own guides. As with all the information we share, take what resonates and leave the rest. I feel like we should probably go over how me and Brianna visualize, because I believe that we have different processes than each other. So I think it'll be really helpful for you all to kind of see the different ways. I know for me, myself, I actually started out with a guided meditation when I first started to connect to my guides, because I did experience some fear around who I would connect with and what sort of energies would show up, especially because this ethereal world was so new to me at that point, And I hadn't activated that remembrance within myself. So I think this is going to be really helpful if you're ready to try to connect with your guides on your own beyond a guided meditation, or if you're looking to try different ways to, I don't want to say upgrade your connection process, but just to find different resonance with different things to see what works for you. I am a visual person. Clearly we've talked about this many times in many past episodes. And the way that I like to start out is I like to start out in a comfortable position. I generally don't lie down. I like to sit cross-legged and I start to take some deep cleansing breaths. I take about three, three seems to be my magical number. And I take a deep breath in through the nose and then out through the mouth about three times. Then I state my intention. So 
most of the time I'll say within, or you, you can also say this aloud, whatever is comfortable, whatever you feel comfortable with. I say, I state that my intention is to connect with my high vibrational guides and higher self to receive guidance for whatever I want to receive guidance on. Or some, a lot of the times I just make it really general and I just say guidance for today. And then I command to be protected by my light beings, my angels, specific angels I work with for myself. I command to be protected by Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, my light beings, my guides, and my team. And then I also state that I am only, I intend to only connect with that of love and light. After I say that, I end up calling any energy that I have scattered out into the universe back to me. So if you're visual, you can imagine pieces coming back to you and attaching to you kind of like you're absorbing them. If not, you can simply state it within, or you can even feel it attaching back to you if you're not a visual person, because I've been watching a lot of Marvel movies lately. I'm going to give you a visual that helps me. It's you can Google it if you haven't seen this movie. It's from Iron Man three. And basically throughout the movie, he's learned how how to call his armor to him and it comes piece by piece. So that's kind of how I envision my energy coming back to me from different parts of the universe. It kind of just, I I telepathically command it back and it just comes back and it kind of absorbs back onto me. So I hope that helps. Uh, You can protect yourself in a bubble of light too, especially if you feel uncertain, nervous, or even a little fearful. I did this a lot at the beginning to kind of get myself in a higher vibrational state and to feel a little bit more protected. I don't do it as much anymore. However, please feel free to do that, especially if you are feeling a little uncertain or even nervous. So I like to start after that visualizing a cord coming out of my root chakra, or you can even visualize energy coming up from the earth's core, like energetic vines wrapping around your legs. And I generally visualize one cord coming out of my root chakra, going all the way down through the layers of the earth. And the way I like to visualize the earth is it goes through a layer of gold light, and then it attaches to a crystalline core. So there's almost as if there's a bunch of quartz crystals and they're kind of reflecting rainbow light from the gold light. And it's, it's actually kind of beautiful. There's kind of like rainbow refractions of light. And then I also like to envision a cord coming out of the crown of my head. So my crown chakra to the cosmos. And I picture it going up into the clouds, out of the atmosphere, into the, basically into the cosmos, into the darkness. And then there's a galaxy ahead and I picture it connecting to a star. And as soon as it connects to a star, it actually lights up as a grid connecting to all the other stars and then kind of like a golden grid. (laughs) Um, and then basically I just like to sit there and see what I receive. I sometimes it's just an energetic vibration. Other times there's a lot of visuals because I'm visual other times it's just a deep knowing. And after I feel like I've received what I needed to receive in that moment. I thank my guides from this meditation. I generally just visualize my root chakra cord going down into the earth again and connecting with its core. And I also envision vines coming out of it. So it's kind of rooting down as if I'm a tree. And I like to thank mother Gaia, uh, Pachamama, uh, mother earth, just for allowing me to ground anchor and root in her. 
And then I say thank you. And then I sort of go about my day. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, okay. How long does that usually take you? Okay. It, it sounds like it takes a long time. It probably only takes a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the beginning, it took me a long time because I'm visual and I like you know this about me, Virgo South Node, I'm very detail oriented. So at the beginning, it was very much picturing every single thing. But I don't do that anymore. Now, sometimes it's just a stating within and just a knowing I'll picture it really fast, almost as if it's like the speed of light. That's what I think of it because energy, I think of energy as the speed of light. And I think, okay, it's going to be faster. Time isn't the way that we perceive it here. Anyway, so I, I generally speed it up, I'd say it's definitely less than five minutes. I know for you, Brianna, that being a mom, that probably sounds like it would take a long time. Do you have a quicker way for people that don't have as much time? Yes, I have a very quick way. My biggest thing is to listen. Just listen to whatever guidance I am receiving. I connect a lot telepathically. And in the beginning of the connection, I had a similar connection process to you but not being visual and being more knowing and feeling sometimes I'll just set the intention. Like the whole process, even when I started would only take me like 30 seconds because I'll visualize myself being in a bubble. And then I say, I'm grounded with the earth. I have the earth's energy within my auric field and I am connected up to the divine cosmos. And then I can kind of feel like a warm waterfall flowing over my whole body. And then that's my whole connection process of just stating the intentions. Sometimes when I feel like I'm not as connected to, I will light up my chakra centers, but I'll be like, I am clearing and opening up my crown chakra and clearing clearing and opening up my third eye. And since I'm super clear audience, I hear a lot. I open up my ear chakras, my throat chakras, and I go all the way down. And I say that my chakras are totally cleansed and clear and I'm an open channel and I'm ready to receive. And I definitely can go in and just ask, do you have any guidance for today? And then I'll receive that way if I am connecting easily for my day. I also have been playing around with calling in certain guides. The other night I called in, I don't really work with angels. So I thought, oh, I'll call in angels so I can start working with them. And so sitting in meditation, I have the thought of, okay, I'm calling in an angel. And then I ask them to allow me to feel their energy to be like, okay, how do I know that I'm connecting with an angel or that it's you that I'm connecting with? And when you're in this place of asking questions and receiving guidance and full connection, you really want to act only from a feeling and a place of love. So when you're in those moments, you don't want to feed the fear in that space. If you feel fear come up, I like to remind myself that fear is an illusion. And I I too call on Archangel Michael to kind of help protect um, my space. And then I'll call on Archangel Metatron as well. And I have him clear out any of the fear or energy that I'm feeling. A lot of times the fear that we're feeling 
is in, doesn't reside within us. Fear is an external force that we allow to penetrate our being and that we just don't need to as long as we focus on coming from love and growth and we don't feed it. I would like to mention let go of names. Only a couple of my spirit guides have names. Most of them, when I ask them what their name is, they kind of laugh at me. And sometimes I've had one guide tell me that that they don't have names because they're all just one. Like we are all the same thing. So if we did have a name, it's the same. And I've had other guides be like, I don't have a name, but you can call me this. I think that's so important. And I loved that you touched on the, like the way you visualize chakras too. That's also something I do because sometimes I, I like to switch it up. I really believe that there is no right way to connect and it takes practice to develop your own way that works for you. And I'm still, I mean, a lot of the times, I don't know about you, but for me, it does change a lot. I get bored with a certain way and then I try something new. So I think it's really important to not let any particular posture or set of circumstances become a ritual or a necessity because that happened to me a lot in the beginning and I became afraid to try new things. And I think it's important to learn to establish the connection under all kinds of circumstances because we can't always control the external environment that we're in. So sometimes I like to put on soothing music in the back. Other times I like silence. Sometimes I like to imagine myself walking through a doorway, leading me into a cosmic world, a world of the highest love, light, and vibration. It just changes literally whatever, with whatever energy I'm feeling that day. And I think it's important not to limit ourselves and our imagination because our imagination is our access to this other world. It's funny too, being in my position, because I don't really have the luxury of sitting and meditating. Sometimes I sit and meditate with like my little one crawling all over me. Or sometimes the only time I can do it is for like 30 seconds in the shower. Or my favorite, what I really started doing this, I used to meditate. I actually still do before I go to bed. So I literally lay down and I'm like, if I fall asleep, like I will receive the messages while I'm sleeping. And that works for me too. And it's kind of like, I get to sleep and I get to meditate. So that's another way that um, I like to work it out just to add it into my day. Cause I, I know for me, I didn't, before I started doing this, I didn't realize that it's something that you have to nurture and do every single day. And it's like every single second of the day, like it's a complete lifestyle that you have to uphold or else it goes away. So it's really important to find those ways where it fits in for you and not for other people. That's exactly it. There's really, there's just not no one right way to do this because we're all so unique. And I think it's important too to believe that this connection is really happening. Your imagination is the closest ability you have to channeling. And it is the easiest connection that your guides have to you at first. And it's no coincidence that you're making this connection. I mean, you can look back and see the whole chain of events that led you to this moment, the people, the places, the books, the conversations, the chance encounters. I mean, me and Brianna are an example of that ourselves. We were a total chance encounter. So, you know, and and obviously it was, it was for a reason. I also want to mention that if you feel really doubtful, 
as Brianna was saying, just keep practicing. It's a lifestyle and you will get small confirmations that you are really connecting as you continue on. I actually found that since I started to, I found it very helpful to write what I experience and the messages I receive down. I have a separate journal for it. When you're going into connect and you're meditating, if you find that you're having a lot of thoughts flooding your, your mind, sometimes I like to have a notepad beside me too. So if they do come up as I'm trying to connect, I actually jot them down and get them out, like release them from my mind by getting them onto paper. And then I'm able to focus a little bit more, not worrying that I'll forget by the time I finish connecting. Connecting with other people is really helpful too. Um, I know a lot of times it feels like you don't really have anyone that you can talk to that will fully support what you're going through and your experience, which is why you can feel free to reach out to us literally anytime. Let us know what you're going through. And we also have a feature that you can send us a voice message with your questions too. And you actually might even have a chance to be featured in one of our episodes with it. Yeah. That's a great thing to add. Even if you, yeah, that's awesome. And you can even leave us messages just sharing your experiences and we can respond back that way too. Oh, I would love that. That sounds great. If you're looking for a, a little bit more resources, a book that I found before I forget that I found really helpful was it was called opening to channel how to connect with your guide. And it was, it's by Sinea Roman and Dwayne Packer. So I know if you're a reader, like like myself, because I love to read and I love attaining information that way. I found that book very helpful and it was almost as if it was an activation itself. Do you yeah. have any books that helped you, Brianna? I really don't read. I buy a lot of books with the intention to read and story of my life. It's funny though, because I gave a few of my books away and the person that I gave them to was so excited. One of the books I gave her, she even had in her shopping cart to buy. So it's almost like I didn't buy these books for me. I bought these books for other people because they're going to read them and it's going to help them. Yeah, no books helped me. I really like doing courses and I really like just practicing and talking to people is what really helps me just figure it out the best. Um, another word that you've been saying a lot, though, is channel which I really love because there's so many different descriptions and explanations for what it means to be a channel. And when my connect, when I'm connecting, I actually set the intention to allow myself to get out of the way and be a channel. And to me, it really just means to be a conduit for source. So I kind of let my ego and like the identification of the identity of Brianna kind of go to the side so I can just really fully connect to source consciousness and let that come through. Yeah, it's kind of like being, I actually just connected real quick and asked them, but for me, the way that I feel like I'm a channel is I just kind of soften my identity and let other energies work through me. What about you, Steph? What does the word channel really mean to you and your experience? I think that's such an all encompassing word to me, because a channel is a passageway. It's a means of access for a thing, a communication or an idea. And I agree with what you said, just being, it's almost 
I like to picture it as the same way that a light, that lightning strikes a metal rod that's been planted in the ground and carries that electrical current into the earth below. I almost picture that I have a rod within me and it's the same thing where the source energy acts as kind of lightning and it goes through me through the crown of my head into the earth gets activated. And then that frequency is able to be grounded. So it's sometimes it's literally just being, just being a human. It's, it's not even really having to connect because I find that we're channeling all the time channel. I mean, the way I paint that's channeling the way someone writes a book, you're writing poetry, the way you're loving your child or your partner, or the way you're cooking your meal, we're channeling this creative energy because that's what I believe source is. It's such a creative energy. It's, it's the beginning of all, (laughs) you know? So it's, I think that that word in the spiritual community sometimes gets thrown around a lot and it can get very confusing that channeling means a certain thing and it's supposed to look a certain way, similar to connecting. And I just want to say that, especially for those that are feeling discouraged and thinking I can never channel, I can never do that. We are all channels and we're channeling all of the time, no matter what we're doing. I mean, look at us, even just dreaming, imagining, using our imagination. Like I said, art, painting, the way you love someone, the way you cook, everything is an expression of source because you are that expression of source. So I think that word itself is not limited. That's what I mean when I said it was all encompassing for me. And that's been my experience is that those hits of inspiration. I mean, I, I get inspired a lot and I'm really, I'm channeling all the time. So I think sometimes I don't even realize it. I think that's also what it means to be a channel because we are just, like you said, Brianna, that open vessel, that conduit for source energy and source energy, because everything is energy flows through everything all the time. So there's not really a beginning and an end to it. It, we just are, it just Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I find when I'm, when I go off on like my tangents that I have, I will talk for like five minutes. And then when I'm done talking, I have no idea what I said. So I actually started recording myself to get these little nuggets of wisdom that come through when I'm like in the kitchen cooking. That's so great. I actually record myself a lot. Sometimes it's written and sometimes it's a voice recording. So sometimes I'll write it down, but when I do record myself using a device, I like to visualize light around my phone or whatever device you're using. You can, and I visualize it receiving the channeling. So I'm being a vessel and it's literally coming through me into the phone and it's getting recorded and that energy will be grounded there. Yeah, that's so powerful. Sometimes having electronics around us when we're doing this work can almost feel draining or counterintuitive sometimes. And I think that too is a belief that you can work through. Because for me, at first, I I mean, let's be real. Even now I have a piece of selenite on my computer and same thing when I would record myself, I would put a a crystal or a selenite, usually selenite um, on my phone. And then I've just kind of started leaning into just like the trust, I guess, that whatever needs to come in will come in with complete ease. I'm really in this place of, creating more with doing less. 
don't it's like even that, like, okay, I'm going to get these messages with the least amount of work as possible. I want that. And I agree with that. I think that we're so conditioned in our 3d matrix society that we need to work harder to produce more results. And I think with this shift in timelines to, to, um, a five-dimensional reality, we're realizing that just being, just being a human, just, just being and not having to do so much is actually way more beneficial and will help us to ground these energies a lot more than having this idea that we have to continuously put in the work. Mm-hmm. Not saying work is bad, especially if you love what you do. That's not what I'm saying. I just want <laughs> This but. is like the like the inner work where you do the inner work <laughs> and you see it pay off in the outer world. Yes, there we go. Which creates more ease, like you said. Yes. <laughs> yep. The more beliefs I clear, the easier things tend to come. It's like because it's like you have to move that energy out in order to receive a different frequency that you're trying to create. I agree with what you said, because the more you act on your messages, you actually create space for more to be received. So sometimes your, you know, your guides don't want to inundate you with too much information at once. (laughs) Um, That's why actually I want to talk about periods of silence, because you might find even at the beginning, or even if you've been doing this for a while, that sometimes you experience these periods of silence and you're, you know, I found that with myself, these periods of silence used to bother me. And because I thought I was doing something wrong or I wasn't connecting properly, I wasn't doing enough work (laughs) as we were talking about. And I've come to realize that silence means integration. So I was given this vision when I asked about it one time, and it's basically it's as if you have two separate colors and you're blending them together so that they become part of one another. So it's mixing blue and red to become purple. So you are the blue and the red is the knowledge you've acquired. So there needs to be that, that mix, that integration so that you can take on and transform and transmute and alchemize your current frequency. It absolutely is an integration period. And I think it's really important that when we're in those moments that we just move through it with trust even now for me, I'm so big on like giving. And when I'm in a reading, I like love doing reading so much. I never want them to stop. So I will like keep on like trying to get messages to the person that I'm reading for. And it's gotten to the point where my guides will literally leave because um, they have tell me that I'm just working too much. They're like, we are, or even one time I was in a, doing a reading and my guides just showed me them sleeping that they were like, okay, we're done. Like we've done a lot of work. Now it's time for you to do some work and act on what you're receiving. This was happening to me a lot about six months ago. And so I asked what was going on. Cause I connected and I met my guides around my fire where I usually see what they're doing and no joke all of them were sound asleep and that's how they showed it to me so I asked them what was up and this was when I would connect with my guides and or I would just connect and then I would journal I would free write and they said integrate and reflect on the messages you are receiving we are being quiet for a reason this is a never-ending journey 
there is no finish to this work. We are here to achieve consciousness and that is what we will achieve. And again, doing that work means doing the inner work. I can sit here all day and get messages from my guides, but if I don't act on them, there's no growth. And that's the true um, moment of integration is when you see, okay, they told me to meditate when I take a shower. And then you're like, cool, I got this message uh, to meditate when I take a shower. And then you don't do it. It's like you miss out on this big chunk uh, that could be integrating for you. And then six months down the line, you have all of these messages that you haven't acted on. And they're like, we're done. Like, it's time for you to meet us halfway. Um, and then you're like, okay, fine. I've done this before where I've gone back like a couple months and I will do some of the small acts that they suggest. And I get the biggest payoffs. It's crazy. A lot of things for me, I'm really, I get a lot of guided meditations when I receive readings from others, they'll give me kind of meditations that I can uh, walk through on my own. And this was one of the first times I got the message. I had like a visual, some, I was given a visualization and I did it within like a day or two. And I felt like almost immediately the payoff of it. I think that's so important. And I agree with you when you said that it's not just enough to receive your messages. You have to act on them because that creates the space for more to flow through you. So when you feel as if you're stuck in these periods of silence, it's basically just an indication that you just need that time for integration. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's been coming up for me is that just ex- with experiences too, is that you have to give in order to receive. So it, if you want anything in life, you really have to give. And it's, yeah, it feels like the same thing with your guides. Think about how much they're, they're giving for you of their energy and you got to give some energy in return to receive. So yeah, it does open up that space to receive it. Yes, because everything is energy. So everything is already an exchange of energy. I mean, look at even how we have money. That's just a tangible form of energy that we exchange for something else. Did you know that only 1% of all the world's money is even tangible. 1%. So it's like money already is in the form of energy. We just have hold the illusion that it's not. Yes. It's so interesting. We'll have to do an episode on money because I actually learned that. I mean, money, that's, that's the funny part. Money. You're right. Money is energy from the beginning of time. It was just different things. It was in different forms. Money was in the form of nuts and berries. And then it was in the form of salt, which is how we have the word salary because it comes from the word salarium. So it's really, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, love I may that. have gone off topic there for that. <laughs> it's good. We always need the money talk. I know some of you might be wondering, well, how do I know that I'm actually connecting to my guides? How do I know that what I'm receiving is from my guides? And I, I also want to touch on the fact, Brianna, that you brought up earlier of letting go of names. And I agree with that. So sometimes, especially when you're starting out, it'll make it a lot, 
easier for yourself to not focus so much on the names, but maybe even focus on the type of energy that you're receiving. I think how guides show up for us too can be kind of out of the blue and a little different and you don't really realize it until later. Guides show up to us in really strange ways. Like they can show up for you as literally just you wanting to connect with them. Like if you are listening to this episode, your guides are probably trying to talk to you. Um, And another way for me, how they first started showing up was through other people. Uh, I had a reading done with one of my really amazing friends who she's such a gifted medium. And I sat down, I like walked in the room and she was like, your guides are like, they're here. She's like, they're waiting for you. And she's like, they're waiting for you to start doing this work. And I like, do will never forget this. She said, they won't wait forever. And I was like, what, what do you mean? They won't wait forever. Like, so it kind of, and you, your guides will wait forever. Like, but I needed that message because if she didn't tell me that they weren't going to wait for me, I would be like, wait, you mean I'm going to be like 40 and I'm not going to be psychic. So her giving me that message made me jumpstart into jumpstart into everything. And I really started seeing them in my dreams at first. I would have dreams of people that I just knew, but I had no idea who they were. One of my very first guides um, in my dream, he gave me a name. He showed me where he was, like who, how, how he helped me out throughout my childhood. And then like a couple of days later, I had a light being guide come to me. And when I see light beings, I actually asked this when I was connect, when I was um, getting to know my guides the other day, I connected with a light being and I was like, can you just show me what you look like? And they really, for me, they just always look like a pillar of light, either a pillar of light or like a silhouette of just light. Um, But they show up in the strangest ways that a lot of time you would kind of just brush it off. And they're so excited to connect with you, like no matter what. I've been thinking about lately too, Steph, I think that one of your guides is light, like light itself. You know, I actually, I think you're right. Um, Light is an element, which would make it, I believe it in the elemental from the elemental realm and Actually, I was thinking back to my childhood and I actually used to see auras around light ever since I was younger. And I didn't make the correlation until recently because once this part of myself came online, um, it was probably around April of last year. And we'll get into that in another episode, but I began to see symbols in the daylight. So it was using the sun and the sun is a star. So, which is the elemental of, you know, it's elemental. So I basically, my eyes have always been sensitive to light and I couldn't understand why growing up because I would go to the eye doctor and I'd always have 20, 20 vision. So the only way I can explain it and don't laugh at me for using another Marvel reference. I I just, I can't help it. It's just, (laughs) there's just so many subliminal messages in these videos and it's actually in I think it was the Captain America Civil War movie uh, where Tony Stark, Iron Man, is kind of poking fun at 
Peter Parker's Spider-Man's goggles. And he replies with, I can see in those. Okay. It's just that when whatever happened, happened, it's like my senses have been dialed to 11. There's way too much input. So they just kind of helped me focus. And when I heard him say that there was so much resonance that I turned to my partner and I looked at him and said, that is the best way I could ever describe it because I have to wear sunglasses a lot, even when it's not sunny. It is as if once this part of me came online with light, my senses have been dialed to 11. Like I, I see things in a different way and I have a difficult time tolerating artificial light. And it's so interesting that you said that Brandon, because I, I'm, I feel so much resonance with that light has been one of my guides for a long time. And I didn't realize all these little things, how it started with me being sensitive to light as a kid, seeing auras around light. And then fast forward to the way it's sort of evolved and expanded since then. (laughs) It's interesting because even with my art business, I received a new name for my art, uh, which translates to Stargate. It's Stella Porta. And that's so interesting because the sun is a star. So it's, it's just all, it's all connected to light. And even in my dreaming and my waking life, I see light language and symbols, um, including interdimensional beings or aliens as I was sleeping. And then as I'm waking up, I, they show me whenever I, I wonder if it's just a dream, because like you, Brianna, I get a lot of my, I meet a lot of my guides in through the dream time and to kind of show me, I suppose that it was more than just a dream when I wake up and I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I keep my eyes partially closed as I walk to the bathroom. And then they give me a very clear light show behind my eyelids. So it's a kaleidoscope of light symbols and shapes and sacred geometry. So every time I've woken up and thought, okay, that was just a dream. I got to go to the bathroom now. It wouldn't stop. So with this, they would basically show me using light that this actually happened, Stephanie. (laughs) This is more than just a dream. And what are dreams anyways? That's another episode because I believe that they're way more than we've been taught in our society. Oh, I actually have a dream about one of my guides. Speaking of elementals and light being one of my guides, I actually had a dream August 20th. I think it was August 23rd, 2020. It was last year. And I actually experienced a lot of dreams that night, but this one I remember so clearly. And I think I remember texting you about it, Brianna, or sending you a voice message the next day because there was a being in my dream and it was a masculine energy. He was bald. So he had no hair with a very large head and, and very large eyes. And he had pointed, pointed ears and a small nose. So in the dream, he was trying to show me what was in his mind. And I don't think I was seeing it. So he actually picked me up and put me on the counter. So our eyes were level and we closed our eyes and he said, let me show you. And I began to see what he was wanting me to see. And I honestly, I can't remember what it was he was showing me, but I actually remember him having a yellow energy. I don't know how I know that, but he had a yellow energy and I felt that he was elemental, maybe even Fae. So from the fairy realm. It's so funny that he showed up as um, being like the color yellow and that's your energy because for me in all of the fairy movies that we're watching, there are light fairies. So maybe he was a light fairy. So it's like that, like basically he was being a conduit for light itself. 
to guide you. That's incredible. And you know what? That resonates. That resonates a lot because it felt more than just a dream. It was, it was a meeting, if that makes sense. It wasn't just, it wasn't, I honestly, in all honesty, I don't like using the word dream because I find that they've conditioned the magic out of that and the energy out of that, the, the truth out of that. So for me, it was just, it was, it was a meeting. It was as if we were having a meeting and like you said, he came down to show me something. And it's interesting because we'll talk about it in the next episode, but one of my past lives, my first incarnations was in the angelic fairy realm as a, a fairy being. So that's what I mean when we say that all these coincidences just start to add up and things just start to make more sense. The story begins to unfold a little bit more sometimes. And it's, it's no different than reading a book. I mean, except in this case, you can't really fast forward to the end of the book to see what happens. You just kind of enjoy the journey and the process and surrender to it because each chapter just shows you different things. And it just begins to make more and more sense with the chance encounters and the books and the people, places, and resources that are being brought your way. Writing down the messages that you receive is so awesome too, because then it, it does really make this journey a book because you can go back to certain times and kind of relive what you have experienced. I try to journal now because it's really helpful to go back. Yes. And having a dream journal too, because you also experience things in your dreams too, Brianna. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to have a separate dream journal as well, because a lot is revealed to us in our dreams. For your dreams too, what I do is I set the intention before I go to bed to wake up and fully remember any and all of my dreams that I need to. And that's been really helpful. Some of the dreams too that I have, if I don't write them down, uh, I won't be able to go back to sleep until I get up and I make a couple notes about it. Yes. I actually have a pen and paper beside my, on my nightstand Mm -hmm. just to jot down quick things about it, things that really stood out. And then I write it in the morning, Mm -hmm. uh, right after I wake up. I also go to sleep with a pen and paper next to my bed, but I don't write with them because I'm really lazy. Like I honestly am lazy. So I just ask my guides to do the work for me. I'm like, Hey guys, that's probably why they were so quiet the other day. They're like, hey, you got to do some of this, okay? We can't do it all. But I need to actually wake up. <laughs> yeah, like so. Some so I usually wake up, and um, if it's a dream that I want to remember, I usually share it with someone, and that's my writing it down. But definitely a good practice to go back into a journal. That's so funny you said that because you're the person that I generally message, and then I go back later and write it in my journal because I've already given you all the details. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I swear, it's the best way. The same way that you set an intention to remember your dreams when you wake up, a lot of these encounters with interdimensional beings that I've had during the dream state was after I set an intention when I went to bed to connect with someone. So I think that's very important. Intention is, we've talked about intention so much. At some point, we probably have to go into it a little bit further in a different episode, but intention is just so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, intention is really everything. This week, Steph and I decided to do a joint oracle card reading. 
to give you some insight on the energy that's coming up. And I also wanted to touch on the fact that if you're listening to this later, like weeks, months, days later, that the message of what we're pulling can still resonate with you today. When we connect, we set the intention to receive messages for everyone that is and will ever be listening to this. So don't feel discouraged if you're missing the week that it's coming out. The message can still ring true for you. And if it resonates with you, we invite you to take it throughout your week. And if it doesn't, of course, with like with everything else, you can leave it. The first card I pulled is share your voice. Come out of the cave persecution and expression, which especially because we're coming up on a new moon, I think is so important for just setting that intention of safety and security, like remembering that you are safe in who you are and you are safe in your being. So no one's going to persecute you for having an expression. You're totally safe for being who you are. And then I think I have a feeling that the next card is going to be Steph. This, this, <laughs> this, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because this card is very synchronistic. It's the blue flame. So it's about spontaneous awakening, activation and integration time. So, <laughs> uh, so funny. See, when we said that the way your guys communicate to you be in different ways. And sometimes it's, it's the simplest of ways. This is one of them where we just had a conversation and this card came forward. So basically, especially with the new moon coming up, I am feeling, and I'm believing that there's going to be a lot more spontaneous awakening and the new moon's going to be activations. And for the integration time, if you're finding that you're not experiencing any awakening sort of symptoms, or you feel as if things have gone silent for you, or you're not receiving messages, even though we're always receiving messages all of the time. This is just letting you know that possibly this is your integration time, allowing it to ground within you and for you to take in this knowledge. I mean, knowledge is I like to think of knowledge as theory and wisdom is the application of that theory. So you're attaining the, the knowledge, the theory, and then it's going to integrate so that it can become wisdom and you can begin applying it. The third card that I pulled was deep replenishment, retreat, rest, and be held. That plays really into the integration card. Yeah. And even what we were talking about when our guides are going silent. So I think that this card pull is really a great reminder to fully integrate all just everything that you're experiencing and that it's okay. And you're safe in your spiritual awakening that you may be going through and that you may be experiencing. And it's also a reminder and a call to rest and nourish yourself and nurture yourself because it is so hard being in a society where we are just taught to work all day long to remember that it is okay and it is needed to rest. Yes. To just surrender to that process, to the process that's right for you. And then to just, like you said, take things slowly and integrate your experience each and every day, allow yourself that time for that rest and going back to that inner garden, 
your inner garden needs water and nourishment. And the only way to do that sometimes is to rest and to do the things that light you up. Yes, please take time for yourself. Please remember to rest and to nourish your body, nourish your mind and nourish your spirit. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We look forward to connecting with you all next week. And we are talking about past lives. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us and ask away so we can answer them for you in our next episodes. And we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you.